everyone is talking about an interview that's gone viral online where the creators of the Harley Quinn cartoon said that DC Comics didn't let them have a scene where Batman goes down on Catwoman because, quote, heroes don't do that. And guys, that is the dumbest thing I have ever heard of. Of course Batman goes down. Why do you think his mask ends here, huh? Superheroes tell you what they're into with their outfits, okay? Spider-Man isn't trying to catch anything. That's why he's all wrapped up. Superman's into some kinky stuff. That's why his underwear's on the outside. But Batman, he's ready. It's literally the only part that he has quick access to. What do you think he's gonna do when he wants to get busy? Spend 20 minutes peeling off his rubber pants? No. Right here is go time. Plus, how do you think he got that voice, huh? The dude is hoarse from spending all day down in the Batcave. That's right. So people are upset about this, but the good news is, for anyone who wishes that they could have seen Batman going down on Catwoman, allow me to introduce you to something called the internet. You're welcome. And here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book boogies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Welcome back to the Come Book Bullies with Nerds New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. Gordon Shumway, uh, with my co-host. Okay, this is Eli, a.k.a. Old Man Luscious. There we go. <laughs> and we're back with the episode. And yeah, people have known that we took a vacation last week, but we should actually come back. We're, we're well-rested. Uh, you well took a vacation. Oh, I took a vacation. Yeah, I <laughs> had to get away from it all. <laughs> no, I wasn't even there. I had to, basically, I had to... Um, go to a wedding in texas and dallas which i'll talk about the later on but yeah i had to get away from all now now we're back and ready to get back to work and clock in so uh today well technically yesterday was happy father's day so happy father's day to everybody that got their um i guess socks and underwear and donuts uh, i got a donut from you got a donut. you did get a donut dunkin', i saw that dunk dunkin donut hooked me up with a free uh dad number one dad donut Thought that was kind of what you just walk in and just say I'm a dad and they just gave you one. Well, they said, Hey, we're giving away donuts for dads. Would you like one? I'm like, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm somebody's daddy. <laughs> might as well. So oh yeah, so might as well do that. So that's pretty good. Uh, I guess we can just move to the next thing. Like I said, that was yesterday was Father's Day. Day before that was also now a national holiday, Juneteenth. So I guess we can talk Cheers. about June. What do you drink? Oh yeah, you drink a Mountain Dew. I'm like, is there like a Juneteenth drink you drink? <laughs> you, okay, be. I guess the official Juneteenth drink would be. I almost be, said a racist joke there, but I. I, I you I can't say it, to, but I can. I can. I, I, can't say it. <laughs> I was gonna come up with the with with with, with a drink, but I won't. I will <laughs> say it because I know you. I know you're about to say Kool Aid. I know you're about to say Kool Aid. <laughs> Kool-Aid is the official drink of Juneteenth. See, I what can say flavor, that. Can... What flavor? There was a specific flavor. Yes, there's specific flavor. The flavor <laughs> is red. <laughs> we already know. <laughs> what flavor? What ingredients is in red? We don't know. You don't want to know. <laughs> there's two flavors, grape and red. <laughs> grape and red, that is it. <laughs> and uh, on a whole shitload of sugar. That's about it. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, they decided to uh, make Juneteenth a, a national holiday. 
uh, who made Juneteenth National Holiday? I guess these people. So, yeah. <laughs> so, good thing for us. Wait, that uh, wasn't Herman Cain in there, was it? No. They, that ain't a, oh, oh, no. Or is that Clarence Thomas? No, that's – I can't remember that guy's name. I can't remember his name, but he's somebody. But not Clarence Thomas, not Herman Cain, somebody else. But, yeah, they decided to make – now, here's the thing. Trump was trying to make Juneteenth a national holiday. But a lot of people say he was just doing it just because he was trying to get reelected and blah, blah, blah. He was catering. Maybe so. They did his that. Now, Eli, people are divided on this. Uh, Gomer, you, I think you was in the uh, post when Gomer and I were talking back and forth about it. Or you may have been Oh, I think not I saw attention. some of it. Yeah, I saw some of yeah. it. Yeah. And like I said, we, we there's different opinions of it. I've seen different opinions about whether or not uh, Juneteenth should recognize a uh, national holiday. I say nothing's wrong with it. I mean, we got Martin Luther King a national holiday. We should have this one. However, I don't feel like the government should feel like they did something. Oh, no. Yeah, they basically patting themselves on the back for something that was already going on. Like I said, the they they uh, made Juneteenth a holiday, what, like on Wednesday or Thursday, some shit like that. Meanwhile, Juneteenth parties and celebrations and parades were set up months ago. So it wasn't like we were just sitting around waiting for the, you know, the government to do something. And then when they finally did it, we were like, oh, yes, we did it. We won. No, we were going to do it anyway, you know. But here's the thing about Juneteenth or just anything like that. Now that the government recognized it, I, I see a lot of black people kind of divided on Juneteenth now. Oh, now it's a corporate sponsored holiday. Should we even bother celebrating anymore? You know, <laughs> you're, you're you're this and that. If you, you if you even bother celebrating that, I'm like, oh, we're, we're going with this again. See, I realize what it is, Eli. I'm going to tell you a secret about black people. Okay. Anytime that we see white people latch on to something that we created, it's out of style for us. We no longer deal with it anymore. So, like, you know, it's the bomb. You never hear a black person say this shit anymore. We're, we're done with that. Uh, <laughs> I haven't heard that else? in decades. Yeah, it's the bomb. <laughs> You'll hear it on Friends or some shit like that, you know? <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, any, any dance on Fortnite. <laughs> you can't do it anymore after that. It's done, you know? So, that's the thing. So, when the government basically acknowledged that Juneteenth exists, even though we've already known it exists for a long time, now it's like, do we even want to celebrate anymore? You know, we should. We shouldn't feel divided on it. We should celebrate it. We can still complain and need to take the next steps. Still waiting on reparations, but that's where we are with it right now. So, that's, that's all I got to say about Juneteenth. However, here's one more thing I got to say about Juneteenth. Now that the government recognizes a thing, I do not want Juneteenth to become the next Cinco de Mayo. You know, uh, happy hour at your nearest soul food restaurant while you're wearing, you know, kente cloth, you know, getting specials. We don't we don't need that. Just yeah. Or, or St. Patty's Day or Pride Month, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like want that, that. Yeah. It's like that meme for Pride Month. You know, I'm something, you know, I'm something of a homosexual myself. You know, the, <laughs> the, the, the meme with the with the William Defoe as Green Goblin, you know. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I haven't seen that. It's, it's funny, yeah. June 1st, you know, I'm something of a homosexual myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, dude, June 31st, the day after they right back to what they were doing before. So, yeah. yeah. Wait, there's no June 31st. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, I believe, yeah. I mean, it's it's good to be federally recognized but also they should also teach what it means too because right. they ain't <laughs> they're not teaching it they're banned to teaching in some states some states still don't even recognize it like oh, yeah. i said i'll just give a quick uh synopsis because i feel like i have to say something about juneteenth what juneteenth is uh like i said it is the date not that the slaves were freed the slaves the slaves were freed on the emancipation proclamation which was like two and a half years earlier Juneteenth is just when the slaves in Texas found out they were free because they didn't have 
Facebook back then. So it wasn't just instant <laughs> when they said it, you know, so it took a while. Uh, so and it just trickled down to other states and the states from there. So every state didn't get recognized on the same day. It went to Texas, it went to the state. Eli, like I said, we know this podcast for a while. When did Mississippi abolish slavery officially? Oh, it was like not too long ago, was it? Yeah, like 2013 or some shit like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, it's like, and, you know, back to what my boss was talking about when, you know, shout out to my boss, one of our faithful listeners. Um, but he was talking about, you know, the freedmen, you know, the black natives. And mm-hmm. there were tribes in the South that owned slaves. And the thing is about the Emancipation Proclamation is it was, uh, it didn't apply to tribes because they were sovereign. So it took, it took years later for the tribes to actually free them and, and eventually adopt them. A lot of the tribes that ended up adopting the slaves into the tribe. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it was like colonialism, man. It's a bitch, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's the same. But like I said, this is history of the land. That's why I'm not upset about because everybody else is upset that uh, Juneteenth becoming a national holiday. But this is the thing we need to know because now people recognize and people need to learn about it. Now, there is one thing I need to know, Eli. Are we getting paid on Juneteenth? <laughs> do, do you get your I mean, donut? Do you get a free not, donut? Not, <laughs> not the donut. Do I need a clock out for that day or stuff like that? That's what I know. Am I getting time oh, and a half? Oh, you get the day off. You get the day Am off. Am I getting yeah. time and a half? Like, I don't know what Memorial Day is. Hell, I don't even know what Cinco de Mayo is. I know a lot yeah, of Hispanics no don't even know. Yeah, no day off on Cinco de Mayo, yeah. That's true. Even though if you do get You just show up to work drunk. That's all. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's about it. Okay. So, like I said, we move on next part of the podcast. Sure. Like I said, I've been on vacation. I went somewhere. And when I went somewhere, Eli, I came back enlightened. Okay. Yeah, I didn't go to Mecca, anything like that, you know. But <laughs> you didn't go to Shaolin. <laughs> no, I didn't go to Shaolin, anything like that. You didn't go to Tibet, you didn't climb that mountain and Batman begins and shit, get that purple flower. <laughs> right. Come, <laughs> come back all knowing. No, I'm not Dr. Strange with a shit like that. But the thing is that something opened my eyes that I went to Texas. Like I said, I went to Dallas, Texas. I went there for my cousin's wedding. But while we were there, we went on the street where JFK was assassinated. And it's like been, a whole uh, yeah, I've been yeah. there. Been before. It's like a whole, I mean, it's just a regular street. You can just ride down the street and things like that. But the thing is, it's a whole like a uh, theme park there. Like everybody's <laughs> selling stuff, and you know, <laughs> you is, know, they yeah, pay, the you know, they marked this off. They got like there, there was like the like a, a music. They turned the apartment where the hotel, you know, where Lee Harvey Oswald was staying at, turned it into like some kind of you know museum where you go in yeah. there and you look at stuff like that. So, Eli, I looked around and I did some investigating myself on it. Like I said, I read enough Batman comics. I'm not saying I'm the world's greatest detective, but I've read enough detective stories to to piece this story together myself. So, exhibit A. The truth is out there. (laughs) The truth is out there. So, they're telling me, if you look at the picture that I have right now, they're saying Lee Harvey Oswald was in the far left window. Not the very top, but the window underneath it. That's where he took the shot from. Now, here's the thing, Eli. If you notice from there to there, there's a tree right there in that spot. Now, not saying the tree is completely blocking that spot, but I'm just saying to make that shot from there to there, you'd pretty much have to be dead shot. That's all I'm saying. So that's my thing. And on top of that, now here's where it gets tricky. Now, if he shot from there in the top of the hotel and they showed the footage, why did JFK's head go back into the left? Or, or to the right, one of them. Either way, it went back. Because so that's not was, how it was. The cigarette smoking man on X Files. He's the one who really did it. <laughs> Thank you. They they were ahead of their time. The truth is out there. Or what did Gomer say? The comedian from Watchmen. <laughs> the, the comedian from Watchmen. 
the winter soldier did it <laughs> that's what happened <laughs> you know i told on the trip down there, i told my dad that we were talking about jfk go down i like you know they did it in an x-men uh movie or comics like that and he made it like the face on the face he gave was like the most repulsive shit ever like what the hell are the x-men doing what i didn't raise you to read this shit you know but anyway <laughs> But just looking at this whole thing, Eli, I'm not saying I believe, I'm not saying the earth is flat and all the stuff like that, but I'm just saying there's no way in hell that happened the way they said it happened. It couldn't. Well, I mean, there, just, there's definitely a cover-up. I mean, yeah, two old-ass comic nerds aren't going to solve the greatest conspiracy of all time right now. But yeah, there is, it's, it's some shady shit happened. Especially talking about, just, yeah, you know, Jack Ruby and all that shit. Yeah. No, I, I've been there. I've been to the conspiracy museum. My dad um he moved we me and my uncle moved my dad drove my dad from new york to dallas one time Mm -hmm. um and we went to the yeah we went on the grassy knoll we went down there and it was a i saw the grassy knoll also and the thing is the grassy knoll is the perfect spot it's the perfect (laughs) spot if you because i stood over there and i like that's a straight shot nothing, nothing can stop you you know yeah, I went to the conspiracy museum. They talked about like this whole Illuminati cult that's been, you know, responsible for everything, including Lincoln's assassination and all that shit. It was yeah, wild stuff. Um, Got to lie, this was back in the '90s when I was a big X Files fan, so I was like eating it all up and shit. But but yeah, I mean, um, but it was an eventful trip. You know, two Brooklyn Italians getting in an argument in some barbecue in Arkansas. That was the highlight of the trip. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying that there's people there that was saying this is the truth. This would really happen. I know they were trying to sell us something. I know that, you know, but I'm just saying it, there's no way. There's no way it happened the way it happened. They said it did. Yeah. So anyway, can we move on past that? Let's talk about some good stuff. Let's talk sure. about. Yeah, the stuff that everybody. Here's the thing, Eli, this next topic we're going to talk about. Normally, whenever there's a topic that hits on Monday, by the time we finally get to it, when it's time to record, it's already old. But this is like uh, still fresh in people's mind, and people oh, still yeah. find out about this. Is this is old, but people are still talking about it. It's old now, but it didn't get old till about what? Yesterday, Thursday. <laughs> I say Thursday. It got old by Thursday, but normally it lasts until then. So basically, what we're gonna get to right now is that we're talking about uh, this whole heroes don't do that hashtag that happened. And if you don't know, obviously you don't listen to podcasts like this, but we're breaking down what's going on. So the show uh called harley quinn which i recommend everybody watch this show is hilarious it's funny as hell please watch it uh they said there's some hurdles that they had with dc and they said for their season three they saying you know dc pretty much let them do whatever they want to do except for one thing that they said they can't do they made them cut a scene where batman went down on catwoman and they said why did you make us cut that scene because heroes don't do that that's the Christian word of DC. So the main takeaway we need to go from this is that Harley Quinn is getting a season three. <laughs> That's what we need to pay attention to. <laughs> like I said, pretty sure it's going to be already in production. <laughs> it's already in production. So that's the main thing we need to take away from all this. But yeah, uh, the, Eli, the memes just been flying. Some people have been getting upset about this and want to be like boycott what? Like the thing is, if, if DC wants to ban Batman from eating some, some coochie, okay, that's fine. But no reason to get upset about it. I mean, Batman's not real. But when you think about it in a situation, it is kind of funny. Hold on. We got a comment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's in the house. <laughs> nice. Yeah. My girl love the show. What show? Harley Quinn. Oh, so, yeah. 
don't know. <laughs> Someone let kids watch it, but hey, that's that's me. That's hey, me. hey, yeah, it's a hard world, yo. <laughs> hey, we grew up watching RoboCop and Rambo and shit. We turned out fine, ish. So, uh, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, Batman Can't doesn't we. eat pussy. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so they say. Who we got here? Six one six man. Batman's a nut job sucker. <laughs> Harley Quinn. Oh yeah, six one six. What's going on? So my thing is that, like I said, the memes are flying left and right, and everybody's like, "What the hell is going on with Batman? Batman don't do this." And my thing is, Eli, he don't eat Catwoman. Like, wait, let's think about Catwoman for a second. I'm just saying, there's no way Catwoman would stick around if a man wouldn't do that. Like, not even a Batman. Just like any I said. Man. Like I said on the Gomer Gomer's pod on this geeks and comics, like maybe that's the real reason why she didn't marry him. That's why she stood his ass up. <laughs> yeah, that got to be the reason. Is it like no? I wouldn't do this. You know, I wouldn't stick around yeah. for that. And it's so like now the fact is that heroes don't do that. Now I think we still have this this old man mentality of what men do and men won't do. Because the thing is, like, let's be honest with you: if you do that, you do kind of put the woman in control in a situation. You're kind of in a submissive situation. And some people don't want their superheroes to get in a situation like that. Because we know Batman has sex. Batman's got kids, you know. <laughs> I mean, so we know that. But the fact that he does that, they're saying Batman doesn't do that. Well, I don't know. I guess villains do that. We know We know. Uh, Joker does it. <laughs> we know Venom Venom got to do it with that long-ass tongue he's got. So Nightwing, so think, Nightwing getting all kinds of stuff. Oh, man, well, Nightwing, Nightwing. Starfire? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> There's no way Batman, I mean, uh, Nightwing's not doing that with Starfire. Uh, but yeah, my whole thing is with that, like, but Batman has Catwoman and won't do that. I mean, he won't go down on this. He won't go down <laughs> on this. He won't go down on this. He won't go down on this. He won't go down on this. I mean, I know it's Rihanna, but still, <laughs> I'm just saying he won't go down on that. That's... I thought Zoe was <laughs> Zoe's the new Zo- Catwoman. <laughs> right, Zoe's the new Catwoman. Like, Batman, what are you doing? You're not the hero we deserve. We need the hero we need. Let me see Catwoman does a full set yeah, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they do that 616, man. So that's the thing. They'll have sex on a rooftop, but Batman's like, uh-uh. <laughs> so Catwoman, you know, obviously would just, because Catwoman just do whatever she wants to do. She'll go down to Batman. She's like, Batman, okay, Batman, your turn. Batman, like, Heroes don't do that. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. Like, Please. He, they, they, I, he, I do like, want. Yeah, like yeah. DC makes him out to be like he just grabs her clothes and throws her, throws it out the window. Get the fuck out! Like, right. <laughs> That's what it seems I'm like. Batman. <laughs> Why don't you eat my coochie? Cause I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> Batman uh, stop playing. Down, you know, he's the butt. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that. That's what I love want to talk about because it was crazy. But here's the thing, Eli. We got confirmation. Are are the hero that we not the hero we need, but the hero we deserve came to our defense? And I gotta talk about that. You know, your boy, Zack Snyder. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Zack Snyder came to the rescue and basically gave a uh confirmation. I probably shouldn't show this because I'm pretty sure we're gonna get banned if we do this, but do you see it? You see, I see it. it. Okay. <laughs> Let me see if I can look. So it's canon. But you see Batman <laughs> going down on Catwoman. Because basically he's saying his Batman does the does the deed. <laughs> his Batman is the hero we deserve, you know. So that's that's all I gotta say about that. So here's my thing about that. I think about the whole Batman does this Batman. It's like it's almost like the Batman don't kill rule. Some Batman do it, some Batman don't. So I think some Batman eat coochie, some Batman don't. Like uh he just confirmed Ben Affleck does. George Clooney, nah. 
Uh, who, Michael Keaton? I don't think he does either. Christian Bale definitely doesn't. But you know who definitely does? Adam West. Oh, yeah. Adam West definitely does. Here's the thing. Because first off, we heard all the crazy-ass stories about Adam West. There's a story going around. I don't know if it's true or not. They said Adam West and the actor that played the Riddler got kicked out of an orgy because they wouldn't break character. Now, I don't know how true that is, but I think that shit is hilarious. You know? And this was the 60s, yo. This was that the was, 60s. Those, so it those, just, were, those were deep-ass forests. Those were yeah, thick, it went, thick brush. <laughs> well, you know, with the machete like in Commando, where you just, oh, yeah, just yeah. chopping the trees. Just, just flossing his teeth afterwards and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if I was there in that orgy and Batman and Riddler were there and they leave, I'm like, this is a boring-ass orgy. I'm going with them. Like, shit. <laughs> That's just me. Oh, you That's, were at the orgy, too, huh? <laughs> I wasn't there, but I mean, <laughs> uh, eat that booty with a crit. I don't think to fatigue, I don't think Michael Keaton would do it. I don't think he would. <laughs> Continues Beetlejuice. Well, he thought he's thinking of Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice definitely would. <laughs> Beetlejuice would definitely do it. Yeah, eating all that goat. Yeah, all that ghost crack. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I think we're done with the with the whole bad. I, yeah, I had to it, get it out of my system. I yeah. had to get it out of my system. Everybody else talked about it. I didn't get a chance to. So it's just hilarious. Like the the Harley Quinn show is such a satire, and they're just mm-hmm. making fun of everything in the Batman, you know, mythology. And but that's like the one sacred, you know, gem that you cannot touch. I thought, right. the- <laughs> but but she can make a joke about Batman fucking bats, and they had no problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean they 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 you know they turned Batman into such a whiny you know pussy in the last couple seasons. It's hilarious, but he's not. But allowed, that's the you funny know... part about it because yeah. he's doing it, you know. Yeah, because <laughs> he's basically he's the straight man for the comedy. So I, I kind of see what yeah. they're going with it, but but it could have been saying. totally funny. It could have been a, like an ongoing you know joke throughout the the season. You know, and then you know, oh, yeah. Batman don't go down. So then Catwoman switch teams, and she. <laughs> <laughs> with Harley and Poison Ivy, yeah. I mean, because Catwoman already had a joke on on one of the uh, episodes. She was like, "Oh, you want to know th- one thing about Batman? He shaves everything." I was like, "Oh, that's that's too much information, Catwoman." But yeah, uh, yeah. Let's 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 go to the next one. Uh, like I said, we well, I watched the movie. I finally watched the movie, Eli. You were always doing the movie reviews here, but I finally watched the movie. I, ha- I didn't have shit to do, so I watched the movie. Uh, the movie I watched was In the Heights. It was on HBO Max. Uh, for people, yeah, for people who don't know what this is, this is a musical that is based on a play made by, I'm going to screw his name up, Lin-Manuel something. Miranda? It says right there. Does it? <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I don't see it. I know I'm... The don't tell me I wrote summer. it down. I don't, know. <laughs> no, don't tell me I wrote it. Oh, it does say it. I, I didn't see it. It's like Will's Waldo. I couldn't see it. Yeah, Lynn Manuel Miranda. That's his name. Okay. So this is his play. He wrote the play back in 1999, performed it all the way up to like 2008, where he actually played the lead character. But I guess he kind of aged out of role by the time it got to the movies. So they basically got a younger guy that looks just like him to play in the movie. And boom, there you go in the Heights. It's based about watching the Heights and they're singing and dancing and blah, 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 and all stuff like that. Here's the thing, Eli. They talk about some real heavy stuff in this movie. They talk about because, like I said, it's from a, a, a Latinx or Hispanic point of view. So they talk about, you know, repatriation. They talk about, you know, the, the DACA Act. You know, they talk about uh, illegal immigration. They talk about uh, shit. I, I know the name of it. I'm forgetting it. 
gentrification that's what i'm talking about gentrification all that is in there all that is in the story and but and those are usually heavy topics you know in other movies stuff like that but this when they're talking about these heavy stuff they're singing and dancing stuff like that so you feel good about it the whole time you know so but the songs are pretty good i mean like i said it's it's the same guy that made hamilton so the song's pretty good songs are dancing really great performances uh i do feel like it's too many like huge big you know bringing down the house numbers and they're almost like back to back to back to back to back. So you kind of get numb to it because like cranked up to 11. Even though the songs are good, they're just cranked to the seven. They just throw in so much at you. Uh, and the plot really isn't a plot. There's stuff that happens. There are people that are there. But there's no like real conflict that like carries the movie. So it's just kind of just there. So, but I recommend the movie. Definitely go see it. If you're into musicals. Like I said, I know this is a comic book podcast. And if there's one thing comic book nerds love, it's musicals so except yeah. except this one except <laughs> yeah I, yeah I, honestly eli when i asked you to watch it on hbo max I, as soon as i sent the text i was like i shouldn't do that i know damn well <laughs> eli and i'm gonna i'm gonna steal your line eli you're too metal for this shit <laughs> i've never liked i've never been into musicals ever i haven't watched this i didn't watch cats i haven't actually i've seen a live performance of cats but um i never watched a movie i never saw hamilton i never seen uh What's the fucking? I can't remember. Moulin Rouge was that a musical? Yeah, that was a musical. Yeah. Never saw that. I just. Ooh, 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 I never Bruce saw Bob. that. Like, but that the reason why I couldn't get into as a little kid. I never liked Disney movies because they were always breaking out into a fucking song, and I thought, that yeah, was... I, I was singing Lion King songs, and you had no clue what those were. I was like, it's Lion King. Everybody knows Lion yeah, King. I don't remember. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was just never, not my thing. South Park. That was a good. That made me laugh. That was a good musical. South Park wasn't a musical, though. <laughs> they sang songs had, and they made me some, laugh. They sang some songs. They sang songs. <laughs> they made you laugh. Now I got it. Now you're making me rethink. Was South Park because it depends on how many songs. Like how many songs does it take? They to start. They're singing songs like all the time. You know, Uncle. Fuck oh and, shit, Eli, you blowing my mind right now. You blowing Canada, my mind. Blame Canada. Blame Canada. <laughs> Shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Now I'm starting to rethink yeah. that. There's Damn, a plenty of musical, musical. Are plenty of musical numbers in South Park. But yeah, it was funny. I mean, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, musicals are just not my thing. Not, you know, I'm probably not going to watch, you know, West Side Story. Eh, you know, even and, I, I was high. I, they, we had to watch that in music class back in high school. And I, even being high didn't help that for me. I, like, <laughs> I should have stayed outside and came in late for this shit, you know. <laughs> but yeah i just not not a musical guy so that's just me okay so i'm not i'm not trying to sell you on the movie this this isn't your thing if you say i'm just saying if you if anybody that are in the musicals i definitely recommend going to see in the house but, but i do like you know like you know, shit like purple rain like like live performances you know yeah i, I don't like, that's the thing yeah it's like, like purple a rain rock rise bio, that line is. it's a biopic it's or i mean it's a rock sort of pick you know what i mean um mm -hmm. But it's live performances. Like they don't all of a sudden just start having a conversation and then start singing their feelings and shit. Like that shit. That I I'm not into that. You know. Yeah. I go can't can't knock it can't knock it. But like I said, if if anybody else watch it, you'll enjoy it. I'm gonna watch it again after this after this podcast. <laughs> but yeah. Uh. But here's the thing, Eli. This movie is under controversy. Twitter has canceled this movie. I heard just some shit about it. Yeah. I heard. Yeah. They, they they they're mad at something. They're mad at something because Lynn. Damn, let me look at that. Lynn Manuel, Manuel Miranda. Miranda. I'm gonna say it five times. I'm gonna say and it five John times. And John M. Two, whoever that guy is. Okay, so that guy directed Crazy Rich Asians. 
Okay. Which I was like, it was okay. It was a high movie. It I was not a musical. Not a musical. <laughs> it's, it's okay. But yeah. Uh, but that's the whole thing about that one. So he came under fire because they're saying that there's too many light-skinned Hispanics in the movie. Uh, now, watching the movie, there are some dark-skinned Hispanics in the movie. But the thing is, they're in the background. Whenever there's a dance number, they show up. But when it's time for actual love, you know, conflict and drama and access like that, then they go back to where they were, you know. Yeah, they might show up and steal some shit, but then they disappear, and that's it, you know. Yeah, but so, the lines, the lines go to the pretty light skins, right? Exactly, that's what it hit Twitter <laughs> culture wars. Uh, that, like I said, the the one main dark skinned Hispanic that was in the movie was like the like the graffiti artist, and he maybe have like three lines in the movie. He like waves at people, and that's about it. But that's about it. Uh, there is a a black actor in the movie. Uh, the doctor, Dr. Dr. Dre from uh uh Compton. Oh, he played Dr. Dre. That's yeah. It. Yeah, okay. that guy. He's in the movie, not Hispanic. He's just, you know, just whatever. African American. Yeah, he's good. I know you don't okay. care. That guy was good. He <laughs> impressed me. It was just like, okay, yeah, he should do more of these, you know. So he didn't seem out of place in anything. Like it seemed like he's done this before. And I think I uh did some research on him after that. I think he was like training Julie or something like that. He's like a like a actual actor, actor, you know. He does this shit, you know. So he been okay. training yeah, all this shit. So that's pretty cool. Uh, like that's the thing when you watch this movie, you feel like every actor in this is going to blow up and do something else in the movie. Like if I see them in another movie, I'm like, hey, you was from that thing, you were from that thing, you know, because everybody made good performances in there. Um, Jimmy Smith was in it. He can't sing worse shit, but it's good to see him in it, you know. Um, well, he was in a get on up or not get on up, the get down or the yeah, the get down. What's that the was called. Down? That down. show, the show about it was like uh, about like the hip hop, and you know, it was on Netflix. That's hip hop show. Oh yeah, Yo, I can't remember that. I know what you're talking about. I know it was yeah. on Netflix. It Wasn't was that about the get yeah. down or the get up or the get down. I, I can't remember what they. I, <laughs> we'll Google it later on, or somebody fact checked or something like that. But he didn't sing or dance in that. He either. didn't sing and dance. He sang and dance, and it's all like, don't, don't do that. Just don't. <laughs> he's a good actor when he's acting scenes he killed it but the singing and dancing don't do that shit but like i said back to back to what twitter was talking about uh and to be honest with you i saw the interview where they brought up like i said they asked um, lynn manuel miranda i gotta keep looking at it to make sure i read his name right so they keep asking they asked him about it and he said you know it's been a basic criticism they had since the play came out they didn't have any dark skin hispanic because basically they're saying that uh anytime they basically america or you know the audience when they see a hispanic they don't, they're not looking for Hispanic. They're looking for an Italian. They're looking for that just says they're Hispanic. And the thing is with Latin, the Latin community is a lot bigger than people think they are. Like I said, we're talking about Juneteenth. Just like when they brought over the slaves from Africa to North America, they brought over just as many, if not more, from Africa to South America. So there's plenty of like, you know, black, Latin, uh, Afro-Latinas down there, Afro-Latinos, stuff like that. You got, uh, like who you got? Zoe Saldana, you know, you just name some famous ones. Rosie Perez, Gina Torres, you know, Cardi B. You know, we got plenty of them. There's plenty of them out there. Uh Eli, just like you got Hispanics that look like you, they got Hispanics that look like me. But the fucked up part about it is that they don't consider themselves black. They look like me and don't consider themselves black. They, like, no, Eli, I'm Dominican Poppy. You know, look darker <laughs> than me. <laughs> you know. So that's the fucked up part about it. But that's that's what's going on. So yeah, but the thing is. And I know I'm jumping from top to top like that. The thing is that there was more movies like this where it's not just where Hollywood just released one, you know, 
demographic movie based movie like this every five to ten years lin manuel miranda you know that guy wouldn't have to carry the culture on his back that's why anything he doesn't do he gets blamed for it you know nobody goes at tim burton why he don't have black people in his movie or why will woody Allen don't have black people in his movie but lin manuel miranda they get on his ass about this shit when he just made one fucking movie you know so now i'm saying don't cancel him don't boycott this movie because it is but at the same time i do understand the criticism they make so going forward he can do better he can learn it's a learning experience but so i gotta say from that uh i guess we can move on from that one eli i'm exhausted i think you have something to talk about sure but i don't have a graphic or anything like that you i'm just oh is this about just... Hell, hellraiser yeah, yeah yeah go go for it go for it okay so it has been announced that they are making a hellraiser reboot another one they announced a few years ago that there's a hellraiser tv series gonna be on hbo max um, oh shit when, when's that coming i don't know it, 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 i know they shot a pilot i heard that they were supposed it, it was a go but um or is hulu it was coming supposed to be on hulu I don't know. They were making a series. They were making a series. Um, the guy who did uh, um, uh, Trick or Treat, he made one of the Godzilla, the King of the Monsters movies. That dude, Krampus, he was like in charge of it. Um, but I haven't heard anything more about that. But now they're making another movie, a Hellraiser movie, rebooting it. And it's reported that this woman is going to play Pinhead, Odessa. A Zion? Is that her name? Uh, your guess is good as mine. Yeah. Um, I, anyway, yeah. So uh, this this woman is playing Pinhead in the new Hellraiser reboot. Hold on, Fat, fat Tino. Fat, fat, check, fat check us, Fat Tino. I heard Wes Craven. Who, uh, it's it. not Wes Craven. No, Wes Craven <laughs> passed away years ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> I got on the shit back to this. So. Oh, you, yeah, he's so, talking Clive Barker. He's, he's, he's getting Clive Barker is the guy who wrote the Hellbound Heart, which was the book that Hellraiser was based on. Um, he also directed uh, the first two movies. Yeah, Clive mm -hmm. Barker made the first two Hellraiser movies, and those are the only good ones. The rest suck. <laughs> okay, that must be the one that 616 Man is talking about, the other ones. Yeah, let me, let me, let's see if I can get to this. Let me, I got an image, so let me go to that. Let me see if I can find it. Where did it go? Where did it go? Did I get it? Where is it? Okay, here it is. Let's get that up there. Is that um, that Odessa chick you're talking about? Um, I am trying to... Okay. So, now, because, you know, there's been a reports that, you know, this, this female pinhead is going to be in the new Hellraiser reboot, there's been some controversy over it. Oh, they're, they're gender swapping the, 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 the you know, Hellraiser okay. is a, you know... Pinhead is it's this iconic version. Yeah, yeah Hell, Hell, I, Hellraiser is this iconic horror movie. Pinhead's another, you know, iconic horror figure in, in horror culture, blah, 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 blah. They're fucking it up. Woke this, woke that. But um, in the original novel, Pinhead was a female. She was a female demon. Um, oh. So somewhere along the line, Clive Barker, who is gay, openly gay, Mm -hmm. I think he was experimenting with gender when he made the movie because the Cenobites are very S&M, 
you know, the, the, the imagery is very S and M. Um, but also in the comics, I've read a bunch of Hellraiser comics at one point, Kirsty, the one, the girl from the movie, she becomes a Cenobite and takes over hell as pinhead. And hmm. I okay. am, let's let, and here we go. So there you go. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me. Okay. So a female pinhead is canon. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So that was in the movie, or that was in the comics and in the original in the book. Okay. So the original source material, Pinhead, the Pinhead character, um, was a female. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I think I think, like I said, because Clive Barker is openly gay, I think he wrote these characters to be sort of gender fluid, um, and you know, the early '90s that probably didn't translate very well back then, so. In this day and age, maybe they're you know, they're they're going in a new direction. It's a new it's it's a new era. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm like whatever. I I, I was I enjoyed like I said I enjoyed the first two Hellraiser movies. Um, the rest suck, and I did read some of the comics. Um, I'm a fan, I guess. So I'm I'm excited. I'll check it out. So. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. Trying to see what we got next from there. I just bring up some quick video game news for a second. I don't have a graphic or anything like that. Uh, E3 was this weekend. I didn't get a chance to watch it because I was busy tied up doing stuff. However, hold on, what we got here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Fatty, don't act like you with that big titty uh, vampire chick on Resident Evil. You know, where dudes just want to <laughs> step on me, please. Don't be like that. Yeah. You know, uh, means Bat- Batman go down on Penny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah so oh like i said e3 happened this weekend a bunch of video games came out that i don't give a shit about only thing i care about is that smash brothers which i don't care about which i find interesting that kazuya mishima is the next character coming out so i thought like whoa and gonna have the same move set so my old ass can get on there and beat the shit out of my nephew because i know because there's a character that i know how to play with on there so i thought that was pretty pretty cool you know Teach him how to play real fighting games. Not that bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, move on to the next part of the podcast. Like I said, this is the Comic Book Bullies, where we talk about comic books. And Eli, you have a full load. That's what she said. So, yeah, I'm going to let you start off with... Uh, with, with whatever I got. Halo. Halo. And Fat T, my thing about Halo is that it doesn't. It looks like Halo. That's the problem. Oh, Battlefield, Fat T. Battlefield 20, whatever, whatever. Get that shit. You love it. Thank oh. me later. Well, okay, comic book. Should I start out with Venom? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were doing, doing comics. I forgot. Wait, Venom? Yeah, Venom. Oh, yeah, you did talk about Venom. Okay. But not yet, but you talked about it earlier. Are we doing comics now? Are we done? Are we yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're okay. doing comics for our comic book podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the big monumental event, Venom 200. Or then, or number thirty-five in the in the Donny Cates run. So this is the final issue of Donny Cates' Venom. So Donny Cates, as you well know, you know retconned Venom a couple years ago, turned it into this awesome fucking thing that I followed for a while. I followed to what issue twenty, right around the the island of the symbiotes. That's when I kind of jumped off it. But then I came back for the King in Black run, and uh, yeah. Uh, this is the final issue, Donny Kate's final Venom issue, 
and it's a big, thick, girthy book. You know, you got some money's worth of it. It was eight dollars, and it's like, yeah, it's like eighty pages. So you, it, yeah, it's 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 worth it's you get more bang for your buck. Um, and I was a little skeptical because you know usually the you know when it's a two hundred or an annual, it's get the it's like the greatest hits, and this is kind of like that. It's kind of written as you're going through Venom's, you know, life, all the the life and times of Venom and all the shit he did, paying tribute to the history of Venom. They do that, but they also push the story forward. This mainly focuses on Eddie Brock and Dylan. As you know, turns out Eddie Brock had a son named Dylan who had, you know, the symbiote powers, you know, read the King in Black, you know, all that shit. It, 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 you know, they talk about all that, Dylan having powers. Um, so basically now after the King in Black is done, remember Eddie got the, inherited the hive mind. So he can, he has, he can talk to every symbiote in the universe, you know, kind of like Professor X with Cerebro. Um, and it's just the first part of the book is just Eddie using symbiotes to basically fix what Null did. You know, Null went and waged war across the universe, fucked up a bunch of planets. And now Eddie is using the symbiotes to repair what he's done going back, helping out planets, rebuild, protecting them, all that shit. And he's in the codex or whatever, you know, that hive mind. So he can just yeah, do this. Yeah, they can from, hear everything. Yeah. He can control everybody. Yeah. He can control well, every the, symbiote. The symbiotes, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. And because he's like a human being that inherited this power, he is now really Let old. Let me blow you up. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, like Odin? Yeah, <laughs> he's like really old. It aged him because it's just, he's a human that inherited this power and it just, so he's old man Eddie now. I mean, but he's still like immortal and shit? Yeah, yeah. He's, and, and it's basically, you know, um, you know, so while he's doing that, what's up, Jude? Hello. Um, so yeah, uh, while he's doing that, Dylan is struggling because Eddie took away his symbiote power to protect him from null. Um, so he's still trying to be a dad. He's still trying to be there for Dylan, even though he's constantly, you know, in a mind warp. He kind of gets hypnotized and has to deal with other symbiotes, you know. Um, so he's kind of an absentee dad because he's constantly dealing with the symbiotes throughout the whole universe. And Dylan's like, oh, you don't remember when I told you? I told you this, but you were in, you were, you were in your weird trance thing. He goes, oh yeah, sorry, I don't remember. I'm gonna try and be there for you. So there's that struggle of him become being a dad. He's um, losing his humanity the more he yeah. becomes a god. Yeah. Um, and of course, Venom, the Venom symbiote, you know, he's the one who who broke away from the hive. He kind of protects uh, Dylan at school. I mean, uh, Dylan sort of walks the uh, the Venom, the Venom symbiote turns itself into a dog and walks oh, with Dylan to school. So that's the symbiote venom, you know? Um, and then we, yeah, it's just basically going, there's a, there's a, a really touching scene where uh, Eddie and Spider-Man have a conversation and Spider-Man sort of breaks down and says, Hey man, this is all my fault. If I was strong, like that symbiote attached to me, but I wasn't strong enough to, you know, to fight it off. And it had all this shit happened to you. And, and 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 
Eddie's like, you know what? This thing, you know, according to the, you know, the Donnie Cates run, symbiotes have been on Earth for thousands of years. It would have happened anyways, blah, blah, blah. So they, they kind of have... something to do with the dinosaurs or something? Or... Yeah, like Grendel. Like, that's what the Vikings called Grendel and the dragons and stuff were basically symbiote dragons. Um, so, yeah, that was a kind of a touching moment. Like, Eddie and Peter Parker having, like, a like a heart-to-heart. Um, at one point... Uh, oh, yeah, there's this thing with the Maker. The Maker was trying to use the symbiote to repair his universe and bring his universe to the 616 and the Avengers want um, Eddie to join the Avengers. So there's a meeting with Eddie uh, meeting with Iron Man and, you know, a bunch of the Avengers they are asking him, Hey, we, we, you know, you helped us out. You helped us uh, defeat. No, we'd, we'd love to have you on the team. And Eddie's like, no, I can't do it. I'm too busy. I'm trying to be a dad, but you know, who would be cool would be, Flash Thompson, Agent Venom. So then we get an Agent Venom's little snippet. Is it the same Agent Venom Flash or yeah, Agent, yeah, Flash Thompson is back. It is the you know, he fights a like he fights some like alien armed robbers. And so we get a little a little bit of a Flash Thompson story, you know. And then we go he, back. He's alive now, so yeah. yeah. Okay. And then we go to Dylan at school, and Dylan's being bullied. He's pissed off. He, you know, he wants to uh you know, he's he's mad at Eddie for taking away his power. He's being bullied by everybody. Um, by he's got a yeah, he's getting, you know, beat up and in fights and stuff. Um at one point he's walking home, he's all angry, and he sees Jack O'Latin, Jack O'Latin robbing somebody. And um I thought Punch should kill that guy. No, he's back. Okay. And uh Jack O'Latin ends up shooting at Eddie or at Dylan. And but the symbi, you know, the sim- venom symbiote is a dog. He transforms himself into a big, you know, venom, and protects Eddie. <coughs> I mean, protects Dylan, but a bullet does get through, and hits Dylan. So okay. Dylan gets shot, and uh, Jack O'Lantern is like, "What the hell? I didn't mean to shoot a kid." And you know, well, you're gonna have to pay for that. So Venom to save Dylan from you know dying from the bullet. Uh, from being shot, he bonds himself with Dylan, and then this is Dylan Venom. <laughs> okay, so that's what I was thinking. I was like, eventually he's going to become Venom. But you're saying he yeah. becomes Venom at the end of issue 200. Yeah, and then he beats up. You know, so Dylan Venom ends up. Yeah, here's him beating up. Whoops, beating up uh, Jack O' Lantern. You know, did he kill him? Should have uh, killed him. Punch it, did it, so. It looks like it. It just says, you know, funk and then ah and all that shit. Probably. It's it's off it's off panel, so you don't really get to see it. And then Eddie shows up and he sees Dylan with Venom, you know, and um uh basically Dylan's like a pa hey dad, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, you know, do this. I didn't mean to, you know, get into this fight and all this stuff. And Venom's like, yo. I had to save him. He would have died. And Eddie's just like, you know what? I get it. You know, I took away your power, all that stuff. But you know what? You, this, this symbiote is bonding with you. Go ahead and have at it. You know? And he's like, thanks dad. He's like, well, I hear there's a robbery over across town. Go, go get to work. And so, yep. (laughs) Last panel. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's okay. 
Oh, and the adventure continues. Okay. Yeah. So, but like Kid Venom, though, right? Yeah, it's basically Kid Venom. Yes, Kid Venom. And he's also like, you you really want to use the chains? Because <laughs> he's got <laughs> chains now. You know, it's this. Uh, Tommy Farrell's going to sue for this yeah. shit. If they, <laughs> yeah. And Dylan even says, like, is, I mean, Eddie's like, isn't the chains a little bit too much? And he's like, no, I kind of like them. I've been reading a lot of old school comics and I like the chains. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty good. It was a nice sentimental, like, send off. You know, we're, you know, evolving. This is how, like, they, Donnie Cates took Venom as a character, took Eddie Brock, the Eddie Brock character, and sort of evolved them. Made you care about him. Gave him a little bit of humanity. Gave him a son. Gave him something to care about. You know, not being this pissed off loner. You know, because he started out as a villain, but now you actually care about Eddie. And I thought that that's it's you know that's pretty cool. You know, that's that's how you retcon something. That's how you reboot a character. And that's like you. This is an example that this can be done to any character. Now, you can take a character that no one cares about or whatever, and turn them into something you know, evolve them and flesh them out and make them cool again. So Right. It all depends on how you write it. That's all. Yeah. So, yeah. This is a, yeah, fuck it. I'll give it a five out of five. I really dug it. It was, it was, it was a thick book, but it was, it was enjoyable. I actually enjoyed it way more than I thought. Yeah. Plus it was an awesome run too. Like I said, they cranking out these Venom movies, right? They need to, you know, look at this Kate's run, you know, you got yourself a movie. Yeah. Uh, what do we got here? I know this isn't along the lines of comic books at all, but I read Photo Cross. You're right, it is not, but appreciate you for listening. Yeah, <laughs> if you're still here, you probably dipped out by now, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Danny Kate's been around one more out, right? Like I said, it was awesome. Some some really big shit went down. I never put Venom like on a on a Thanos Space Quest type level, but Kate's put him there yeah. somehow. Yeah, so. he was just sort of a, a secondary. Well, he was a cool Venom. Like when he first came out, he was a cool character, like this really cool Spider-Man villain. And then they try to hero him up and turn him into a good guy throughout the 90s because that was the thing. Let's make good guys or bad guys into good guys. And he kind of got watered down. And I didn't, I wasn't into that. And um, and I remember when they first when the, the Donny Cates number one dropped, Venom number one, and um I was like, I bought it, but I didn't read it for a while. I, it was like sat on my pile for like a couple months. And then I finally read it. I was like, whoa, this is cool. Then I ran out and got the rest of them because it had been a couple of months, you know. So, yeah. And it turned and out you to put be me really on cool. You hear? Uh, well, oh, glad, I'm pretty sure there's an E at the end of it. Glad you're still here because I said he wasn't here, but he's still here. So, glad you're oh. still here, June. <laughs> oh. if, there, if we ever do a motor, if there's ever a motocross comic book that ever shows up. We'll review it. Ghost Rider. Read some Ghost Rider. <laughs> oh, shit. I was just talking hypothetically, Eli. I didn't want you to give an answer. <laughs> but if you're into motorcycles, yeah, Ghost Rider. I mean, technically, yeah. <laughs> it was right there in front of me. I didn't think about it, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, I'm up? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I'll do this one first. Normally, we go with the, like, the big epic shit that came out. But since Juneteenth is two days ago, we're going to do a special book this week uh, because this week Milestone has finally came back and they actually back to the picture back. DC is putting money behind them. They want to see and they're going to start with their flagship character, which is Static. Not Static Shock, Static. That's his name. So basically the, the comic book company that he originated from is back and they started to lease them 
It's just a mini series, but that's where we're going from. Here's the thing, Eli. Technically, I got this book for free. Did you? I paid for it, but I got it for free. Because it's the thing. All the milestone titles are coming to DC Universe Infinite. Oh, okay. Yeah. So DC Universe technically is gone, but it still exists in spirit. Uh, basically, it's just nothing but comic books now. But they're releasing them day one. So the, the day they're released in the stores, they're being released there also. So, uh, yeah, let's just crack into it. Let's see what we got here. And I'm going to just start with the book. This is a continuation from Milestone Zero, where they kind of gave a, a backstory about what happened. Matter of fact, you have to read that story because this story goes right into it. Like, if you don't know what happened, they don't, you know, they don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. You just got to get I, I didn't catch read up. Zero. I didn't read Zero. So, I, yeah, I was playing catch up. Yeah, they just, did you read this? I did, yeah. You, you did? Oh, what? Shit, I did. You go, well, you can technically, you. I have to, I have to do it because it's you know they got the June team. So I figured I, you were, so that's why I read it. <laughs> you got the next one. You got the next one. So, <laughs> all right. So yeah. So basically, what the book was going on right now when we left off. Uh, let's see where we're at. Uh, yeah. So we're in Dakota City. Dakota City is where all the milestone books take place. Like everything has a milestone. Like just like in Marvel's New York City. Um, here is milestone. Is Dakota. He's meditating because, you know, he's remembering his training because his dad, him and his dad knows martial arts. But the other day he got <clears> bullied <throat> by some dude called Hothead or Flame, <clears throat> Flamehead or something like that. Beat the shit out of him in school. So and he, and they find out and basically he got in trouble for getting to fight at school, you know. So but the thing is that electricity that he got, but he just got the powers last week. Still learning them, still don't know how to control them. He's trying to meditate, but he can't figure it out. He's rem reminiscing on his life last week and everything was normal where he was just trying to you know holler at the you know chick and hang out with his friends now he's getting the superhero fights because the, the bully he got in the school fight with also has superpowers you know Heat so streak or hot streak something i can't remember his name yeah, uh you got his sister here i don't remember his sister from the old books but i guess she's there she's a thing now uh he's really jumpy right now he don't want anybody to touch him stuff like that I do kind of like the artist. The artist's name is Chris Cross. He got like a little manga type feel to it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, plus, that's definitely a 2021 black woman look right there. <laughs> so I uh, like that. And then some guy has his own podcast basically saying how it, like all the superheroes and supervillains of Dakota City are called the Bang Babies. If you watch the old Static Shock cartoon, they were called it on there also. That's an old term. It's not something they just made up. So he's got a podcast that's, you know, saying the truth is out there. They're trying to you know villainize them but they're really on our side and you know this side thing that's it so he goes back to school and the thing is that since that's the locker where he beat the shit out of hot streak or flame head whatever his name is hot streak it's right there <laughs> yeah all right flaming cheetos that's a good name uh and then the thing is since he kept it on the seat he kept it a secret that he got in a <clears> fight <throat> with them so basically some guy named Derek, who's on the basketball team took credit for beating the shit out of high street so everybody thinks he did it so now he's most he was already most popular in school now he's even more popular because people think he's a superhero meanwhile uh that the girl like it's always a redhead in these superhero stories so you already know the redhead is who he's going for this is the reason he went to the the black lives matter rally in the first place and got his superpowers because she invited him and he was like oh yeah i'm, I'm into it like how you know so he got there she knows he's a superhero the dude i think he was from the cartoon also i can't remember his name uh who cares doesn't matter anyway they all know he's a superhero 
and she has a crush on him. She's trying to touch him. He seems like he's tying his shoes and whatever, but he's still having flashbacks of, you know, when he was, you know, got hit in the Big Bang. Here's the thing. This is Static's dad. His dad looks a lot like Dwayne McDuffie. That's just me. But, and you know, Dwayne McDuffie is actually the, the co-creator of Static Shock who passed in 2011, but yeah. Um, that's that's a very yeah how he's standing in the light and all that yeah how he's standing in the light that, that's <clears> not a coincidence I, they basically want you to think that you know uh anyway at the end of this i don't know how to navigate this dc universe app this app kind of kind of sucks but <laughs> uh yeah anyway he's reminiscing now they're thinking he was like and basically his dad is telling him we need to start training again because since you got in a fight you need to make sure you're protecting yourself he's like dad i don't need to train i don't need to do all this stuff like that then while they you know talk about what needs to be done uh hot streak flame flaming cheetos yeah he's outside hawkins round two he, he's mad because he got that he like damn he came to my house you fight me he's all flaming like that he knows that he's got powers he's like bring your ass out round two let's go so they go out and they fight and static takes some hits he's like you hit like a little bitch you know but he, and he remembers his dad kung fu training or whatever it is like that he uses it dies to shit Kicks the shit out of him, hi you know, like Sparky, and they call each other like names and shit like that. And he remembers in chemical class how to stop a fire when it gets out of control. So he uses his electricity powers to do all that shit and stops him and knocks him out cold. And that's when he's like, okay, you, you, you and this last time he, you humiliated me. So when his dad and so his family shows up and they finally realize that he's got superpowers because he's out there fighting superpower dude using superpowers and Flamehead or whatever his name is uh does the unthinkable and blows up his house the end yeah so and why is that burn ba- bang baby burn that's that's the story so it was cool for uh you know like for an intro story it didn't just wasn't a barn burn or anything like that it just knocked my socks off it was just your normal typical superhero story it's getting his feet wet you know uh, i do feel like the static uh books from the 90s grabs you a lot better but like i said Dwayne mcduffie wrote that and Dwayne mcduffie was a fucking genius so i can't knock him for that so overall a good start but i'm kind of waiting for icon and rocket see what they do from there so all right i gotta go it's 12 a.m right now and training for the big race oh you're in motocross i thought you just like motocross oh you gotta race good luck is you he know. like somebody famous i wonder if we're like yeah <laughs> give us yeah, a sponsorship are, are you on, like are you on espn or something like that can you give us a shout out we you on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well good luck man yeah yeah, good luck. Hope, yeah hope you win yeah let us know um but yeah that's what i got with this book it, it was okay it was all right yeah. I, I wanted more i wanted i wanted to be more than what it was but i gotta be honest like, i gotta be objective yeah. it it was what it was you know so yeah, what do you think? Like I said, you read it. I, I mean, it's it's yeah, it's a super it's a superhero book, man. It's it's Spider Man, but you know, um, I you know it it it's, it hits those Spider Man tropes. You know, the the kid in school juggling all this stuff, being a he has powers, but he has you know, you know the the, the pressures of being an adolescent. You know, so it hits all those marks. Um, and yeah, I, I thought I, I enjoyed it for what it is. I, I was more of a blood syndicate kind of guy. Um, then they're not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> DC, don't have, DC don't have the balls to bring them back. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, me, I, I'm I I geared towards you know more hard shit. I guess and superheroes, you know, kind of were you know. I grew out of superheroes, you know. 
And, and, um, and that's my that, that may be the angle I'm coming at from it. Cause like I said, when I read Static in the 90s and his teenage adventures, I was a teenager. So yeah. I guess I relate to him more. Now I'm far from that. So I, I guess <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't really relate to that like I used to. Like I've seen this before. I read this last week with Miles Morales. So you kind of give me the same story yeah. over and over again, this repackaged, but that's why I, I want I want to like it more than what I did, Eli. But that's but this but. hey, if it gets kids, hopefully we can get kids a new generation into these characters. You know that that's it, it's for. done its job. Yeah, yeah, it's done its job. Yeah. It you know, um, it it like it, it hit all those beats. You know, perfectly. So it stuck the landing. It sets up the new, next book. It sets up a cool fight. Um, you know, a cool conflict. Artwork's pretty cool good. Movie. I mean, yeah, what else can art- you expect? Yeah. yeah, the artwork was good. Yeah, artwork yeah. was cool. So yeah, I didn't mind it at all. You know, shoot, all right. I didn't uh, hate it. I didn't hate it. And that's the thing. I didn't hate it. So I guess they they did something good there. So yeah. All right. So so uh, what you what you got next? I guess I'll do Star Wars number fourteen. Is it? Star Wars. So this is uh chapter. What chapter are we on in the in the War of the Bounty Hunters, um, event that's going on. So big huge event in the Star Wars comics. This takes place between Empire Strikes Back and Jedi. Um, Han Solo has been frozen in carbonite. Boba Fett was taking him back to Jabba, but some bounty hunters came and robbed him, and now there's a big huge bounty on Boba Fett because Jabba's pissed off for losing Han Solo. And now there's an auction. Crimson Dawn. Yes. Kira from the Solo the, movie. The gangsters. Uh, yeah. And uh, Maul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they have Solo and they are auctioning them off to the highest bidder. So Leia gets, hot, um, gets Chewie and Lando to go sort of infiltrate this, this auction. So they're going to like this gangster auction. Um, thing is, uh, Lando owes Jabba some droid. I'm not. I haven't. Re- I'm not current on the Star Wars run right now. But Lando, o- Lando owes Jabba this droid, and what he does is he, okay, I, I, I'll I'll leave the droid in orbit by this planet where the auction is at, and you can just pick it up. But what's going on, Lobot, you know, Lobot, the, the bald-headed mm-hmm. uh, robot guy. Lando's sidekick, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Lando's sidekick. He's got some virus going on. He can't talk. His, his you know, circuits are all fucked up. And it turns out that this robot could fix them. So right before he, uh, you know, he leaves, he, he jettisons the robot out in the outer space and leaves a beacon. Um, Lobot's like, hey, that robot can help me. So then... Uh, Lando says, okay, well, let's get him back. So now he's got Jabba after him and, you know, complications, you know. So he's supposed to owe this robot to Jabba, but then he took the, the robot back. So, you know, Lando scheming, doing wheeling and dealing like he does. So that was pretty cool. I give it a four out of five. This, like I said, this is just gangster crime underworld shit in the Star Wars universe. And this, I'm following the main books because this is tying over and dumping. Vader, Dr. Afra. Um, but I'm only following the Bounty Hunter book, the Star Wars book, and the, the actual War of the Bounty Hunters comic. So, um, right. yeah. So and this Charles, is Charles cool. Soule is writing that main story? Uh, Charles Soule, is, is he on this one or is this Greg Pak? Who wrote this? Yeah, this is Soule is in charge of this one. Yeah. And he wrote okay. the main Star Wars, uh, the Bounty Hunter book. So, 
So yeah, nice. this is cool. I enjoyed it. Cool, cool. All right. So next book I'm going to do is which book I normally should have done first, but let's go ahead and knock this out. This is the end of this run. This is Heroes Reborn number seven. Uh, for those who haven't been keeping up what's going on, basically Marvel is just doing DC books right now. So <laughs> they just taking knockoff characters that have been in their books for like decades, make just league, Avengers don't exist. This is issue seven of seven. So this is the last issue of this uh crossover run whatever you want to call it graphic novel or whatever but that's the thing so basically how the book starts off and it's we starts off with a flashback uh basically starts off and it's the thing i think what they're doing they're basically putting like all the dc heroes in the like the marvel universe like actually going through marvel events because this is civil war like i said they're in connecticut and in the civil war comic that's what happened connecticut got destroyed so it's basically hyperion and nighthawk and basically the same thing as superhero registration act they were like look we, but nighthawk just like you know it ain't about the superhero registration act you know what it's about it's about her you know she'll never love you and <laughs> you know hyperion is like no she'll and then night, nightwing nighthawk fuck uh blasts him in his arm because not only is he wearing the venom symbiote suit he's also wearing the eye of agamotto <laughs> you know because magic and whatever all that hurts him and stuff like that so his arm is getting messed up so hyperion and they punch each other stuff like that and they fly through buildings and hyperion flies him into space now we're in present day and they're best friends none of that other stuff gets explained it's just a thing that just happens so that's neither here nor there we're on to the next thing what they're doing to talk about they're in their headquarters and talking about some uh what is this Avengers thing we keep talking about? Like, who who are they avenging? Are we talking about the Punisher? Like, did they got something to do with it? Because we killed his family the other day and stuff like that. So, no. So, they're just talking that we need to find out there is this team out there that's getting together. We don't know it exists. We never know they exist, but we need to find out something about them. And Hyperion said during his fight with uh, the Hulk right before he killed him, he got this word that there's this guy in North, well, the, the Arctic, that was there we need to find out we need to do some digging and investigating investigation on that you know so they basically compare notes to find out that that people keep popping up they're not supposed to be here they think the avengers aren't supposed to be here you know um so they go to the arctic dr spectrum goes and realize yes there was a guy that was here that has been here for decades that's no longer here we don't know what he looked like don't know who he was but there was somebody here so they're on to something you know uh hyperion goes to rocket raccoon spaceship they, they already killed him and he Groot was in there also he killed Groot also so like the, the ship the ship's dead nobody's there it was just some trees in there that kept saying their own name over and over again but that's about it you know uh what do we go to here then we go to the night cave and basically the woman they were talking about was power princess nighthawk yeah nighthawk i said his name right uh and Power Prince is basically telling like, uh, this would never work between me and you. I would crush, I would crush you like a jelly bean between my legs, unless that's what you want, you know. And then she's just sitting there while they're talking, and then basically doing. And Nighthawk knows there's uh, the Avengers are out there. He's the only one that knows. But like I said, he's America's greatest detective, not the world, but America's greatest detective. And he realizes he sees a guy with a suspender shield, and he sees the Phoenix. But they're like, wait, I killed Jean Grey. Matter of fact, I ripped her from limb to limb and then threw her through all cross space and shit like that. Like, yeah, I remember. So they show another flashback of Wolverine killing Hyperion because his wing, his 
claws were enchanted by magic from the Alpha Flight member Shaman. <laughs> so now is this the one? Was this where he calls it voodoo? No, it must be no. It's the other book. I read the I read the Wolverine and Alpha Flight tie into this. Is it so? What happened there? Because I didn't read that. It basically does, ta it talks about the war that you know. It, it talks about yeah the war that they had where the uh, the squadron in America invaded Canada and all that shit and how they fought. It was like this big war, and then Sasquatch like betrays the team in order to, for them to live because they were going to kill the squadron supreme was going to kill them, and um, wow. and he kind of sells them out so so they so Canada doesn't get destroyed. Um, Hyperion or no. Uh, What's his name? The Spectre guy, the Spectrum. Doctor Spectrum. Doctor Spectrum. Spectrum. He flies Wolverine to some out planet way the fuck out in the, you know, universe and leaves him there. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if you're. I don't know if you can breathe out in space or whatever. How your healing factor works. You you'll probably die. But if you don't, you ain't gonna bother <laughs> anybody here. And then leaves Wolverine <laughs> on some planet. Wow. <laughs> so that, so how did Hyperion live then? Um, I forget, but yeah, at one point, uh, um, yeah, because Sasquatch fucked up, like, uh, sold them out. Shaman didn't enchant Wolverine's blade, so he didn't. Oh, the, like, he thought he did, but he yeah. didn't. Yeah, but it, it, in that book, though, and you can tell that it wasn't Jason Aaron writing it. Um, uh -huh. but Wolverine called Shaman's magic some voodoo bullshit or something. <laughs> he don't say it it is because like i said in this book is just uh wolverine just stabs him and then that's it like you don't see what happens after that yeah um yeah so, weapon x and final flight that's what the book was called ed brisson yeah. wrote it um, yeah because it was like between a war between america and canada we were like these are great canada is america's greatest greatest yeah, yeah. Are like shaman okay. enchanted my claws with some sort of magic voodoo that lets me slight right through how, how Hyperion's skin like soft butter. So, um, yeah, Wolverine referring to Shaman's magic as voodoo is kind of shitty, I thought, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you, but you can't blame Jason. You can't yeah. blame Jason Aaron on it. So. Yeah, it was Ed Brisson who wrote that. But, you know, Wolverine is supposedly Lakota, you know, was adopted in Lakota, according to canon. And that's a, that is canon in Marvel. Isn't where, he like a ninja or something? Or, or, he, he's everything. He's, yeah, he was, but he was in the tribe. He helped He helped the Lakota tribe back in like the, the Hudson Bay Trading Company days and, you know, saved the tribe and married, a you know, an Indian woman and all that shit. And so, yeah, that, that is canon. So. <laughs> okay, well. Back to the story. Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> so, this is an like, alternate universe, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, they don't explain any of that shit in this book. It's yeah. just Wolverine stabs Hyperion, and then he on to the next thing. So they're out in space, and Nighthawk is just like, why are we out in space? Because I'm trying to collect, <laughs> I'm trying to get this uh radiation from these minerals that came to that came to Earth thousands of years ago, <clears throat> but nobody has seen them except last person that saw these these minerals was Howard Stark when he smuggled them out of Africa. But I got us, but the same signature I'm getting in space, that same signature came from Africa yesterday. So something isn't adding up. So like I said, we're in Ravencroft and basically- <laughs> This is great. This, this is, is great. So you, you saw, yeah, this shit, this shit was great. So Power Princess and the Blur are talking to the, to the Green Goblin and he's basically just saying, uh, 
yeah, I, I make people do things they shouldn't do. Just like you, Power Princess, when you brought that virus back to uh, from man's world back to your utopians, you killed all your sisters. And she's like, okay, yes, enough of that. Fuck you. And then she punches a hole through his chest. And this shit was hilarious after that. She's like, oh, I don't know why the hell Nighthawk put up with this guy. I, I don't get it with you guys in your rogues galleries. You, yeah, you're bo- you boys in your precious rogues gallery. <laughs> <laughs> she just killed him and just walked the fuck off. <laughs> See, now this is straight from Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman told Superman is saying shit like, I don't have the reason I don't have a rogues gallery like Batman or Barry or Yusuf man, because when I deal with them, I deal with them. <laughs> That's it, you know. So, like the Punisher. Uh, like the Punisher. <laughs> she just does away with that shit. Uh, this, like I said, this was the Dark Avengers thing, but they did it with Harry Osborn. You can almost say this almost like Lex Luthor. Like, and this is a flashback. That's why she just killed him, but he's still there. You know, it's flashback. You see, like, uh, what do you see here? Moon Knight, Sentry, Valkyrie, or Ghost Runner, or whatever. Ghost, Ghost Runner, Ghost Raider. Yeah, he's he's a runner. No, no, running. He's a track star. Valkyrie. Valkyrie. So yeah, basically the Dark Avengers thing to happen like 2009. It was like that. So they're all talking, and it basically like, oh, we call them the Big Three because they're here. They're the Big Three, and he's like, if they come down, there's like some kind of kinky ass throuple. I'm I'm leaving this team, you know. <laughs> uh, and basically just like uh, they're saying, we're not gonna tell the government, what, we're not gonna tell the president what we're gonna do because he needs to have plausible deniability because if he knows, they could be trouble for America. But what they don't know is that President Phil Coulson is listening into him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh so basically they go to africa you know and they basically talk about the last president that was assassinated president nick fury who was the howling commander-in-chief you know and basically and mephisto we trust so everybody looking for mephisto mephisto has been here the whole time stop looking for mephisto so yeah he's there uh, and they also talk about one more day where you know the blur sold you know sold his marriage to mephisto with mary jane you know and that's a thing so they're in africa Basically, every energy signature they found. Look at that Hawkmobile. Right <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that, yeah, the, the Nightmobile, Hawkmobile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Hawk Tank. Whatever you yeah. The Hawk Buggy. The Hawk Buggy. There we go. Because <laughs> they got those big ass wheels on it. Uh, so they know something is there. They know something is there, but they can't find it. And that's when they realize that, uh, yeah, then it opens up and they see Wakanda. They were like, so Wakanda is real. And that's when the Avengers step out and they say, oh, so you're America's mightiest heroes, huh? I don't think so. So you got Captain America, Black Panther, Blade, Phoenix, who is, you know, Echo, uh, Thor in his old school costume. And yes, that is a baby, Starbrand. So they have a baby on the team. Yeah, I'm not going to explain the baby. They have a baby on the team. So, and here's the thing. So since President Colson knows what they've been doing, uh, his, his chief of staff, you know, you have the vice president, Thunderbolt Ross and his press secretary, uh, J. Jonah Jameson, is basically saying we need to do a spin campaign on this to make sure that the Avengers uh, are, are treated like bad guys, you know, to make sure they don't know. So while they're talking, Phil Coulson reaches to his, you know, uh, <laughs> desk and shoots the shit out of him, you know. <laughs> so because the thing is, nobody can know the Avengers exist. That's the thing. So why do I let this hellhound walk out of the shadows, but say you did the right thing? I, I gave you this world you wanted. We're almost where we need to be at. You know, uh, he shoots him again because he because he starts moving. I think it's Thunderbolt or J. Jonah J. I can't remember who it is. Anyway, Coulson shoots his ass again. And basically saying, don't worry. What we'll do is that use the same thing. We got to do what we, we did before. And he pulls out and he worships 
you know, the, the Hellhound, which we know is Mephisto, and he pulls out the Helahedrix, the Hella. Helahedron, Helahedron, Pandemonium. Yeah, Helahedron, the the Pandemonium cubes, not the Cosmic cube, the Pandemonium cube. So obviously it's from hell, you know. So basically that's how Coulson made this world it is now, which explains how Coulson is even alive because Deadpool killed him, and he just popped back up for no reason. So obviously he sold his soul to the devil, and that's why Coulson's still alive. So it's all that was very very Nathan Wind violator from spawn <laughs> yeah it makes sense so yeah so that's why he's in charge of supreme and also like that so yeah so like i said the story right i thought we were gonna get some big conclusion i didn't know there was another story after this story yeah the return the hero's return so that's gonna I'm be like, the, oh, that's gonna be the last issue the big bad I, I, I felt like i got hoodwinked eli i, I yeah. feel like i got bamboozled with this one i'm thinking like we're gonna get some big and then no there's a setup for the last issue I'm like <laughs> So oh, everything so. goes back to normal like, next issue. <laughs> yeah, and we know it was going to happen. Yeah, they're going to beat him. They're going to go back to normal. And it's going to be a thing. So, But like I said, it's not the journey. Well, it's not the destination. It's, it's the, journey. the journey. Yes. I'm gonna, yeah, And I'm kind of over it by now. I mean, I'm glad that we're going to be I'm done. Still, I'm still digging it. I'm still digging it because, like I said, these tie-in books, I haven't got into it. Yeah, Mephesto's selling for retcon. I didn't know about the whole Wolverine going to another planet or, you know, Alpha Flight screwing each other over because Canada is scared of America. And I, I, I want to, I just, honestly, I'm digging it. I'm digging like, it. Give like, me a few I, more. I, these. I read that Weapon X book because of this book, because I wanted to see that. Oh, that sounds cool. So uh, that's why I picked it up and read it. So. I want to know the whole Civil War behind Nighthawk and Hyperion. Why are they fighting and all of a sudden just cool and it's not a thing anymore? That's that was weird, but they never explained that. They just they just cool. So I guess whatever. All right. All right. So uh yeah, what, what you got? Uh I guess I will do alien. Oh, what the hell? Wrong one. Wrong one. Um, no, I don't want to open Firefox. And no, I, I don't want it to make changes to my computer. Firefox, you, you <laughs> like you begging for viruses. <laughs> That's why I'm not Infect me, please. <laughs> Okay, um, so uh, I'll do Alien number four. Cool. Uh, so this is Alien. You know, Disney bought Fox, so now Disney owns Alien. So Marvel now owns Alien comic books. So they got them from Dark Horse. Now Marvel's doing them. I was a huge fan of the Alien comics at Dark Horse. Um, so I've been, I've been skeptical. This has been okay. Marvel finally put out their Alien book, and it's been I. I'll give it a huge eye so far. But this has um, this uh, Cruz. He's a security guard that worked for Whaling Utani, the company that's been doing research on the aliens. Um, he worked at their facility. He retired. But his son and his activist girlfriend, they took his security key and broke into the, the facility to sabotage, you know, the, the company's studies and all that. Um, and then they they ended up unleashing the aliens, and then the, the 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 space station went dark, lost contact. The company hired crews to go back there and rescue his son, but also save the alien specimen. So that's what we've been doing. Um, at last issue, they got attacked by a bunch of aliens, but the bishop android showed up and saved them. Um, and this is more of the same. We continue. They're trying to escape the, they're trying to escape the, uh, the space station. But you know he's trying to find his son, and he's trying to find the alien specimen to take back to the you know 
to the company. Um, he goes into a hive, the alien hive, where they incubate the, the people and put a, you know, put the face huggers on them and lay, lay the egg in their chest. Um, that's where he finds his son. His son has been incubated, has a face hugger on him. He's like, oh, shit, um, he's going to die. You know, so he's contemplating shooting him. But then the girlfriend shows up and says, no, we're taking him back with us. You guys are going to save him, blah, 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 blah. Um, so they, they're trying to escape. Um, they almost get back to the ship. And this is where this kind of lost me. I've been, like I said, I've been skeptical about Marvel pushing the violence, pushing the gore. They've been showing some gore here and there. They showed the chestburster last issue in full bloody glory. I was like, okay, now we need to see the, you know, the alien tongue come out and pierce somebody's head because that's the iconic thing that aliens do. The mm -hmm. tongue comes out of their mouth with the teeth, the tongue with the teeth and, you know, goes through their face. Um, and this is what they did. Let's see. Let me share yeah, it. Load it up. Let's see what we're uh, I am going to share, share screen, uh, window. So you see that? Uh, yeah. Let me see. So you see the alien get grabs a soldier's face. You see the alien mouth opening up, ready to pierce his tongue with the teeth through the guy's face. And we go to, let's see, where'd it go? Come on. You see it? And then splurk. Right there, we don't see it. <laughs> oh, yeah, just suggestive. That's... <laughs> yeah, so it happens off panel, and I was like, what? Oh, so, nope, Marvel doesn't have the balls that Dark Horse did. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn. Okay. So that was, that was a huge disappointment for me. Um, yeah, so anyways, they, they're trying to escape, and then the, there's an alien called the Alpha. Um, I'll stop sharing that. Get rid of that. Yeah, there's an alien called the Alpha that they want a sample of, and he looks like, yeah, he's like this big. So again, they're inventing new shit. Instead of the queen alien, who was the baddest of all aliens, now there's this alpha guy. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, they could have just made a really cool alien queen, but now they're inventing shit. Um, well, that's the that's the that's some brood shit right there. That's the brood from the X-Men. Yeah, it kind of looks do, like a they, do, they do that shit, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the art... Like, they'll than... have queen colonies, but then they'll have, like, a king that controls the queens. That's the yeah. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was okay. This this is just okay for me. Um, the art is awesome. Was it Salvador LaRocca? Was that his name? Who's doing the art? Dope-ass art. And that's the only selling point for me right now. Other, but the story is just kind of, eh. I don't know how I feel about this alpha. I don't know how I feel about these alien, these indestructible aliens. And if they're going to shy away from the bloody gore, yeah, I'm kind of like over it. So this is a three Man. out of five. <laughs> that sounds kind of depressing, but okay. <laughs> uh, Yeah, next book. I don't know, Eli, this next book might be my book of the week. Okay. I don't know. Fantastic Four, number 33. No shit. I, okay. Yeah, I, I think it might. Be, I think it might be my favorite book this week. It was like I read it. It was like it delivered on all. But I don't. I have to review it and see if I still feel the same way. Because I because sometimes when I review shit that I liked at first, I review it. I'm just like, 
you know what? That shit kind of sucked. But uh, Brew versus Alien down the replacement. I mean, that's the thing, 616 Man. The Brew was just a ripoff of the aliens. But now that they have the aliens, like, what do you need the Brew for? So it's like, <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, why, why, so why did you read this? I'll tell you why. When I review it, you'll know why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for you yet. Uh like I said, this is oh, let me put it in there. Okay, so this is the second part of the Bride of Doom. So okay. Doom is getting married. So that's the thing. And not only is he getting married, the Fantastic Four like uh are his groomsmen. So they're they're in the wedding. <laughs> uh and the reason they're in the wedding is because Doom has no friends. So it's like, since I have no friends, <laughs> you know, I might as well invite my enemies, <laughs> my worst enemies. Because technically, Reed Richards is the closest person to him, even though they hate each other. So fuck it, be my best man. Oh, uh, but anyway, let's get to the story. What do we got here? I'm going to get to it. Okay. So going to it, uh, like I said, Doom. And the, the, the woman he's marrying is named Zora, but I think her name is Victorious. You know, they're in Castle Doom, whatever like that. And basically, you know, it's the day before the wedding. You know, it's being served by the Doom Boss like that. And she, he's just like, why are you being so quiet right now? He's like, I, you know, I've been, I don't think I'm worthy of this honor of being your wife. You know, he's like, look, I know your secret. Don't worry about it. I know you're not native of Latveria and you're really from Simcaria. That's okay. I conquered that uh, nation the other day. So they belong to us now. So technically you're Latverian. So Tears, you know, and he takes off his mask, you know, because I want to make sure there are no secrets between us. I want to share everything with you. She wears praise, doom, endless doom, and stuff like that, you know. So, yeah. So we go to the Fantastic Four, and basically they're talking it over stuff like that. So yeah, Reed Richards is his best man, uh, and Ben Grimm is like, you know what? If you're gonna be in the wedding, I might wish show up at the wedding also. And because here's the thing, Doom said anybody that shows up to his wedding is a clean slate with him so anybody comes to the wedding he no, no longer has a beef with you so if the fantastic four shows up they have a clean slate with doom doom won't bother him anymore they're like cool so Reed richards his arch enemy has to show up otherwise he's gonna piss doom off uh doom hates ben Grimm because ben Grimm made the uh ship that fucked up doom's face to begin with and somehow sue storm showed doom's face to the world i didn't read that story whatever like that but anyway she saw the future and doom holds a grudge six years later so she like if he shows up doom won't get pissed off so basically the only person doom isn't pissed off at is johnny storm so johnny's just like look if y'all going i'm gonna come anyway plus if the doom handing out get out of jail free cards should i might well take one too just in case you know so basically they said what's going on with the kids uh tell franklin and val they got to stay at home you know guard the base stuff like that val's pissed off because i wanted to go see uncle doom again and go to his lab and reads like look you can go to we'll we'll build a lab when i come back they're like you gonna build a death ray like no because uncle doom got a death ray so i want to see his you know uh thing and alicia they adopted the Cree girl and the scroll boy or vice versa what like that and basically tell them to stay at home and you know they all gonna so basically they left the, they left the kids and they left the kids with alicia and they all go in there johnny is calling his girlfriend to be his plus one to doom's wedding and she's like, uh, nah, we broke up. <laughs> Don't call me anymore. I'm going back to my alien planet. I'm getting the fuck away from you. Because <laughs> you ain't shit, Johnny Storm. You know. So, yes, yeah, so that's the thing. So they fly off. They go to Latvertia. 
Uh, Doom has his Doom bots going in there. They meet him. Doom's got two pet tigers there. Basically, Doom says that since you're here on the island, we have a truce. I will not try to kill you while we're on the island. While you're on the island, everything's cool. So you don't have to bring any weapons, and I won't have any weapons on me. So it's cool. So, oh, and this is the fucked up part about it. Sue Storm asks, okay, so Doom, if everything's cool, why did you plan the wedding on the same exact date of reading my anniversary? You're like, oh, did I do that? My bad. I forgot. <laughs> so, oh, uh, and yeah, he fucked up things wedding also. And yeah, going past that, skip that shit. Yeah, right <laughs> here. Oh, yeah, this part right here. So, like I said, since he's the best man, Reed Richards has Doom's wedding ring. And Stu Sue Storm is just like, what, what about the wedding ring? Should we do something to it? Bug it or something like that? He's like, no, Doom gave his word that he wouldn't do any fucked up shit to us, so I trust him. And Doom is spying on him through the ring. <laughs> he was like, you know what? Since since you, uh, since they trust me, I'm destroying my lab. All my death rays, all my planet destructive, destroying systems, I'm kill all this shit, destroy everything. They're like, but master, we got this one thing. What about the Armageddon? We haven't finished building it yet. And if we don't finish it, it could blow up, you know, Latverdia. They're like, okay, get rid of all the weapons except for that one. I'll get rid of that one after the wedding. But until then, that's it. So they out there celebrating. The wedding is here. There's a parade through the streets of Latverdia. And T'Challa shows up. So he's there. And also, Namor is there. So before they do anything, Ben Grand stands between here like, look, y'all chill. I know y'all got beef. I know it's a thing, but this is a good time. You know, stay at Doom's uh, place. And because Namor actually considers Doom a friend, you know, Black Panther just here just think like Ladbredia and Wakanda relations just need to get better stuff like that. But anyway, they're at the wedding. So you see everything that's going on. And thing, Ben Grimm is actually bringing Zora down the aisle. And that's because her, you know, her father's dad. She was like, I'm I'm honored that you let me do that. And he just like and she just like, well, my dad was a a, a spy for the warring country, so they buried his body. I don't know where it was. I'm glad he's dead. And she's like, well, damn, uh, you and Doom are like a perfect match. So they walk down there. You know, the kids love them. And Doom's like, okay, Pastor, hurry this shit up. <laughs> he's like, yes, my lord. So while they're doing all that, uh, he's like, do you take this woman to be your awfully lady, wedded, whatever? And Doom is just like, by the blood of my ancestors, yes, I do. And I will curse any man that brings any harm to her or try to take her from my side. And while all that is going on, Sue Storm looks at Johnny and he's squirming in his seat. She's like, what the fuck's going on here? So she looks at Zora and Zora looks back at her. She's like, oh shit. So Zora says, okay, hold on. Stop the wedding. Doom, I got something I got to tell you. I got into entanglement with one of your greatest enemies. Entanglement. Uh, entanglement. Yeah, she got entangled <laughs> with one of his greatest enemies. Uh, and it was Johnny Storm. And it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, so Namor is laughing his ass off <laughs> when he laughing. heard this shit. Because <laughs> everybody. And then Doom is just like, what the fuck? And then, you know, the Fantastic Four is like, Johnny, what the hell? Thing is just like, Storm is like, I can't believe this shit. And so he smacks him in the back of the head. So Doom is fucking pissed. He like, you brought this shit. And that's the page I skipped. They actually explained this shit early in the story, which I feel like they shouldn't have. This man early in the story that they had a thing, and that that's why his girlfriend broke up with him because she knew what Johnny did, you know. 
so that's when Black Panther, Namor, and the Dora Milaje are going to wear. Like, yeah, we like we know Doom is pissed, but we need to make sure that you know that they're, they're still our friends. We need to stop this shit before it gets out of hand, you know. But before they can do anything, they all get hematized and punched. They can't move. The reason they can't move because that blinding light that was behind Doom and his altar was actually hypnotizing them, so they can't do anything. And Reed was like, "Hold up, Doom! You gave your word you wouldn't try to kill us." It was like. No, I gave my word I wouldn't attack you. I didn't give my word I wasn't planning to kill you. That's a difference. But now you did this shit. You basically cucked me in front of the entire world. I'm killing everybody. Everybody got to go. <laughs> and then while they're doing that, Ben Graham is just like, Reed, before we die, I got to tell you something. What? It's really important. What is it? I told you so. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so basically he knew Johnny was going to do some fucked up shit at this wedding. <laughs> Or maybe he just knew the wind was going to go to shit. One or the other, I don't know what it is. But anyway, Doom robots about to kill everybody to be continued. So, yeah, I just like this book, man. It was To me, it was hilarious to the shit. Uh, Johnny Storm was just quiet the whole time. He was squirming in the seat. I just thought that was hilarious. So, yeah. And that's what the Fantastic Force would be. Just some just wild, wacky shit just going on. So, yeah. Not that old... This story, Johnny Storm, the man, the man horse saga, right? That's what it is. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, Hickman brought all this pathos, you know, and, you know, stuff to the Fantastic Four, but this just fun. So, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, what, what you got next? Um, you know what? I'll, I'm gonna good. I'm, are you booked out yet? I'm done. That's all I got. Okay. I'm just, I mean, I did a, I got a bunch of other ones that I read, but I'm only gonna talk about. I want to talk about this. Uh, a, what's her name? What's what? Hold on. Get back to Come on, tablet. Get out of there. Okay. Technology just won't act right. Yeah, Adora and the Distance. Now you should have told me you were reviewing this because it's actually free on Comicsology Unlimited. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I didn't this know that, is so, yeah. um, Mark Bernardin who does the uh, Fat, Fat Man, Man Beyond Beyond yeah. podcast with Kevin Smith. He does like. Battlestar Galactica podcasts, and he's written for Star Trek and uh, some TV shows and stuff like that. Um, Ariella Christiania or Christentina, Brian Valenzella, and Bernardo Bryce. This is a so this is Mark Bernard's uh, book that he wrote basically about his daughter. Um, so it's not and like a fantasy story or anything? Or? It's a fantasy story about this girl named Adora. She's like this orphan who shows some fantasy realm with pirates and knights and all that stuff. So it's this fantasy realm. But she's like an orphan who just kind of shows up, you know, on the doorstep of this prince. And she's being raised in this, uh, you know, this, this kingdom. Um, you know, she's learning how to fence. She's learning, you know, learning science and all this stuff. Um, uh, and she, but she keeps having these nightmares about this thing called the distance. And it's kind of like this storm, this dark storm that's coming and that will destroy everything. Kind of like, um, like the nothing in a, in a never ending story. It's kind of like mm-hmm. that. And it turns out this, this, um, this distance, this storm, it seeks people who have these dreams and, um, these people, these dreamers have to go face it themselves. So her and like a bunch of, like a fellowship of the ring, they, uh, her and a bunch of warriors go on this journey to go face this storm. 
and it's basically yeah it's 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 just an it's it's a hero's journey they get they meet pirates they you know there's a volcano that blows up they get into some fights you know people are scared of her because they think she's bringing this storm um a bunch of them die along the way it's an adventure tale um but she's like the chosen one in this she's kind of yeah she's kind of like yes yeah, she's a dreamer that the distance is after um and she finally gets to where the the storm is at and she goes to confront it and um the one, the one, yeah, she's, there's one sole survivor in the group and she tells her, go, go back and tell them, um, this guy, I just got kind of emotional for me because I have a daughter with special needs and, um, but she told the girl to go back and tell them my story. And then she says she never heard from her again and always wondered what happened to Adora. And it shows Adora going into the storm and it's like this like weird like space storm no, like space spacey spacey place oh cool okay um and it turns out that it was all a dream and this girl has autism wow okay that did you know that going in i heard that mark bernard's daughter had autism and he said he wanted to write a story sort of about her and it talks and this last scene is them the parents this girl's parents just at this at this therapy they're in therapy and the girl doesn't she's nonverbal she doesn't like being touched like a lot of kids on the on the spectrum they have sensory issues um they don't know what's going on in her head and um and yeah that's that's basically what they're wondering what's going on in her head and it turns out this is the adventure that she's thinking about that this distance, this storm is like reality or something, mm-hmm. you know? So I, you know, as a, as a parent with special needs, a daughter with special needs, this kind of like hit kind of personal for me and just, just sort of wondering what's going on in their heads. Cause they're nonverbal. They don't really, they can't really tell how they feel or what they're thinking about. And their parents are just kind of wondering what's happening. And sort of this, this is just, basically showing she has the what kind of adventure that they're living in their heads you know that we don't know about so i thought that was pretty powerful um so yeah this was my book of the week and this this is like i i really dug on this um huh. yeah so yeah i i really like this adora in the distance it is free on comicsology yeah. um well comicsology unlimited you so unlimited you still yes, gotta pay yeah. for it yeah yeah (laughs) that's why when you told me that i went and snatched it up real quick and that's why i was able to pull those pictures up real quick yeah it's an adventure tale but then at the end when you find out what it is and what's happening like wow you know um yeah that's that there she is they're in they're in like this therapy you know they're trying to teach her how to communicate you know and they don't know i mean a lot of these kids are nonverbal. you know they they don't like you can't hug them they like i can't my daughter hates taking baths she hates the, it's a sensory thing. You know, they, they, it's, it's too much stimulation. They can't, you know, her, for her, she, it's, it's just too much for her. She doesn't like being touched and her face, especially her face being washed, you know? <laughs> so, and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, man. Yeah. My, yeah. Say Mark Medard and he, he's a, he's a great writer. He's been around for a while. Hey, even just on the podcast, just telling stories, you can tell he knows yeah. what the fuck he's talking about. Well, genius, genius yeah. is, I don't know if you ever read genius, his book genius was, which was great. I thought it was cool as hell um yeah so yeah uh it's a different kind of hero tale um 
Yeah. And for, for people with, uh, you know, who are, you know, who have special needs, you know, who are on the autism spectrum, you know, I, I encourage, check this out, read about it and, uh, you know, cool. learn that perspective. It's pretty cool. Um, but that's pretty much it. I, I, I did read the, the new, new mutants. They're at the hell. They're at the hellfire gala, you know, of course talking they are. And yes. partying and shit. Um, the new berserker number three was really cool. We're learning more about the, the guy's, you know, past and how he's thousands of years old and he's been doing war all his life. That was really cool. Um, star Wars high Republic from IDW continues to be really cool. Um, yeah but other than that yeah those are the that's pretty much all i got cool all right so uh yeah if you listen this long definitely like share subscribe uh we have other podcasts we have this geeks and comics uh we have i can't remember uh okay boomer we have them i think that's it i think the other guys dip uh get valiant <laughs> and yeah hoodoo tv i think they should do their own thing now so yeah but uh i think we have a wrestling podcast too but i smart it market is that i don't even know wrestling I know podcast i think so something new something just popped up uh and i'm trying to start back up the the video game streaming podcast however my hard drive got erased yesterday so oh, and they, cool. my computer can't read it so it's always some bullshit that's why i didn't do anything yesterday but hopefully i get that fixed next week so we'll see how it goes uh but yeah appreciate everybody coming back i know last couple podcast episodes we've had technical difficulties with my mic that's because I got this new computer where the mic is coming out of somewhere else instead of where it's supposed to go. I hope I fix it this time. If I didn't, oh, well, fuck it. <laughs> we'll fix it next week. <laughs> uh, and I guess some something will happen next week. We'll talk about it. Then we'll go from there. But, yeah, appreciate everybody coming back. I think this one did numbers. We'll take a look at it and see. Uh, any, Eli, anything else you got to add? No, I think we got it. Cool. All right. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. (laughs) My baby left me.
goggling I'm giving bitches permanent beers Put your lips here And catch these damn facial hairs in your mouth Put it in your mouth I said your motherfucking mouth Addict. People throughout the world, yeah.